On today's edition of Bench Bros, big blockbuster trade that sends Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets and CP3 to OKC. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are clipper bound. The Lakers fill out the roster and U.S. women win their second straight World Cup. All that and more on Bench Bros. Let's go. Welcome to this edition of Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we are a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wesley Splain, and joining me today is just Brandon Farrell. Anthony Fertini decided to take the week off. Brandon, what's going on? What's going on, Wes? Wish I was at the golf outing with Anthony, but I'm here. Is he at a golf outing? No, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he's at a bass fishing competition, probably. Probably, man. <laughs> Guy was he's fishing last week on the show. Uh-huh. I said the guy was fishing last week on the show and caught a 500 pounder. Yeah, we're gonna have to incorporate fishing and in, uh, into this into this uh, podcast now. And we're gonna have our own fishing competition soon. Come on, we're gonna do we're gonna do fishing and NASCAR specials every Tuesday. <laughs> no NASCAR special today, but a big blockbuster trade happened yesterday um, during the nine o'clock hour. Russell Westbrook was on the trade block because of Paul George getting traded over to the Clippers. We'll discuss that in a little bit. But he, there was talks of him going to the Heat, and he ended up going to Houston, rejoining his buddy back in OKC from James Harden when they were in the um, NBA Finals back in 2011. Um, it was the exchange of Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook sending Chris Paul over to OKC, and then he, and then OKC has two more first-round picks acquired by Houston for Houston acquiring Russell Westbrook. Brandon, this this trade is bonkers. I mean, break it down, man. Um, I mean, OKC is kind of going through a rebuilding phase now, uh, and Russell Westbrook, I think he just kind of wanted – I mean, he did. He wanted out because they're not going anywhere right now. And what other better place to send him than to team up with James Harden again? I mean, imagine if James Harden, KD, and Russell stayed together from the get-go and they played together throughout their prime. They certainly have a couple championships. So to see these two back on the court playing in the same uniform is, is going to be – it's going to be exciting, man. I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't I think there's – Season with this many moves and this much movement when it comes to star players it is beyond ridiculous right now. So much yeah. movement. I was excited watching everything in free agency. I mean, just on the first day, all the moves that have been made in the trades, it's it's crazy. The free agents that signed. But, I mean, when Kawhi signed with the Clippers, that kind of shocked a lot of people too. And then Paul George joining him too, which kind of led to Russell Westbrook uh, packing his bags and leaving OKC, which is going to be ridiculous how this uh, ball-hawking offense is going to go because James Harden is the vocal point, and you're going to bring in the second-most ball-handling guy, Russell Westbrook, add him to that team. Now what does Mike D'Antoni do with – essentially, these are the two of the last uh, three MVPs on one squad. So James Harden's not a six-man anymore like he was in OKC. So what are you going to do when it comes to balancing off the offense when it comes to who's going to take the last shot? You know what I'm saying when it comes to the playoffs? Because James Harden hasn't done that, and Russell Westbrook hasn't done that either. Yeah, I mean, they're both – they both want to have the ball at all times because they're so used to running their offense. 
So uh, that's going to have to be worked out. I mean, they're obviously going to be on the court at the same time. It's just going to come down to who wants, who's going to get the ball and who D'Antoni wants the ball. Who, who D'Antoni wants to have the ball in their hands for the last shot or at the end of the game, which obviously would be James Harden. I mean, if you ask me the way Russell Westbrook has been shooting, I mean, James Harden still is the better shooter, and I think he's the better all-around player. Yeah, and teams were forcing Westbrook to shoot from three last year, and he only shot 29% from the three-point arc. So it gives, this gives him a beauty to give the ball to James Harden, who can make those threes at any given moment during the regular season. I just haven't seen it during the postseason, which is going to matter even more now. But Russell Westbrook now joins a more talented squad than he had in OKC. Granted, Paul George evens out with uh, James Harden, but you look at the rest of the roster, Clint Capella is certainly better than Steven Adams, in my opinion. Then you got P.J. Tucker, who can still score a bunch. I mean, the Rockets are back in the conversation of being one of the top teams in the West, especially with this big move. I think the Rockets have always been in the conversation, but in the post, they're just not a postseason team. They fall apart in the postseason. They crack under pressure, and they just they can't make shots, and they just don't play as well as they do in the regular season. But this allows Russell Westbrook to not be more of a three-point guy and he can more drive in the basket, um, shoot mid-jumpers because that's what he does effectively, get in, get free throws, you know. And then if he needed to, just pass the ball out to James Harden. James Harden is going to have an easy time scoring 30 points now because who, who do you put your double teams to more? Do you put it towards Russell Westbrook or do you put it towards uh, James Harden? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. When you looked at the Houston after all these free agency acquisitions of where everyone was going, they were around like the fifth or sixth team you brought up when it comes to like Portland, Utah, Denver, the L.A. teams. Now they're kind of skyrocketing back up to the top three, and I certainly think they could make the Western Conference Finals and give any of those teams a run for their money. But, you know, it's going to take time for these two to play together and evolve, you know, Russell Westbrook's going to be the point guard. He's not going to be the off-the-ball guard. But, you know, he's more of a rebounder. He can rebound more than James Harden. He can he can defend a little bit more than James Harden. And he can pass the ball very effectively when he wants to. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a top defender, and he's going to make that defense even better. I mean, Houston was already a great defensive team. Um, but to have him add him to that – to that mix and like you said James Harden is not going to have a problem putting up 30 40 points a game now um, and defenses are going to have a really hard time um, they're probably going to be in the top three for top scoring teams this season for sure I yeah, mean that, plus I, the Western I, Conference is so stacked now yeah exactly and I think they're going to win at least more than 50 games too um, yeah. it's just a matter of you know when you look at the landscape, who's going to get injured or more. But and certainly in my opinion, if you ask CP3 or R Russell Westbrook, I would probably take Russell Westbrook at this point because, you know, CP3 is like four years older than Russell Westbrook. He's kind of on the decline. And, you know, CP3 and James Harden just didn't really mix well when they were playing together. And, you know, Russell Westbrook is obviously a triple-double waiting to happen, like any given night. So – I, I totally think this team improved. It's just everyone else in the West, like you said, has improved as well. I'm not sleeping on Utah, Portland, or Denver, even though those teams have been quiet, except for Utah. Utah has made some splashes here and there in this um, offseason. But those teams aren't going down just like by the LA, like by the wayside. No, they're going to make an impact, here, just like they did I mean, last year. 
Yeah, I mean, every team in the West made big moves in free agency to get as much talent as they could. I mean, there's no te- – you can't count any team in that conference out anymore. Uh, I mean, from the Suns to the Kings. I mean, bottom bottom teams are probably going to be somewhere in the mix this season. The Mavs, I think, are certainly going to be one of those teams fighting around the bottom of six through eight, one of those teams down there. I think I certainly think the Kings, like you brought it up, the Suns are going to be much improved, but I don't think they're the better. Pelicans, we haven't brought up the Pelicans. The Pelicans are young. They're going to be good, but they're they're definitely not going to be in the mix this year. Yeah, I think they missed the postseason, and we'll talk about OKC in a little bit, but if they decide to keep Chris Paul, but they're not going to. I mean, they still got a good collective group of players. Yeah, they got tons of potential, tons of talent. I mean, they just picked up JJ Redick too for for shooting. I mean, Alonzo Ball's a good shooter. It's just if they he could stay healthy. I mean, they're going to be good, but they're not going to be in the mix. Um, San Antonio as well. You can't count San Antonio. You can never, as long as Greg Popovich is coaching, you can't count San Antonio out ever. You can only count out Memphis at this point. Memphis is the only team you're just like, yeah, no, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Memphis and OKC are just kind of going through a rebuilding phase right now. They got rid of a lot of their assets, and they're just they're they're going to feed off draft picks the next few seasons. Which is smart, in my opinion, because you're going to have the salary cap still going up by 2021. Players can offer for like the 50 million um, playoff contract, which is ridiculous. But I mean, look, I mean, look what Philly's done these past few seasons. I mean, they drafted Simmons, they drafted Embiid, and both had their injuries. But, I mean, once both of them got healthy and Philly had some salary cap room and they made these big signings this past season, they tried to put it all together. But, obviously, that team wasn't – I don't think they were gelling too well because they had too much talent. I think I think they definitely had too much talent on that team. And guys just weren't playing well. on the Clippers after just one year and he went to the front office demanding for a trade. Like, anything yeah, that, can happen. That shocked everybody. I mean, man, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, if Paul George plays the way he did this season, I mean, LA, the, the Clippers are a favorite for for the finals this year. I mean, in my no opinion. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, with that it's, talent. And the depth. The depth is like a key thing right now. And oh, especially yeah. with those two. Kawhi's gonna only play sixty games now because they got they got so much. To me, comparing Toronto to the Clippers, they're so much deeper. Let's just get into it right now. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are Clipper bound. Kawhi Leonard only signed a two year contract with the player option to go into a third, and it's the same in length as Paul George. And they're also in LA, but across from LeBron James, they're on the LA Clippers, which is a deep team. They got Doc Rivers. So how do you think that's going to gel out throughout the season? And do you think this Clipper team is a championship contender? Uh, To start off, I give the Clippers uh, a one-up over the Lakers just because of their coach, Doc Rivers. Uh, He's a a phenomenal coach. He's a leader of men. He knows how to turn a team around. I mean, look what he did with the Clippers after they got rid of Tobias Harris and, and Blake Griffin. They were still a good team. They were still a competitive team. Uh, the Lakers still have a lot of problems, I think, in their front office and their management and their coaching. We'll see how that all turns around. But LeBron James is not easy to coach. Uh, 
Every team he's been on, he seemed like he was the coach. Tyrone Liu is the only one that seemed to be able to get him under control and handle him, which is why he fits so well in Cleveland. But I still give the Clippers a one-up. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are just deadly together. They could both shoot. They could both handle the ball, and they both are great defenders. And then Patrick Beverly, too. I mean, you got to include him when it comes to defending as well. Exactly. I mean, that's – there's no weakness on that team. There is not one weakness on that team as far as defense, offense, or depth. That That is true. I mean, you could run into a shooting problem maybe when it comes down to it. You know, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just don't have their off night, who's their go-to guy? We kind of saw that with um, when they played against Golden State in the playoffs when Golden State, like, single-handedly won those games. Even even when they had that thirty three point lead, it was just you know Clippers didn't have any scoring. So, and um, yeah, I mean it's a it, it was a huge shock. And then right after Kawhi signed, you saw Paul George deal just go right through, which yep. kind of just signaled that OKC was kind of done and they're gonna go in a totally different direction. But yeah, they're they're a contender. You know, I I, I believe. Mean- Doc Rivers, I believe Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are probably one of the best duos in the NBA, probably the best duo um, on any given night. They can pro- Both of those guys can probably drop 30 points each. If you, ask them to, if you ask them to, will they be the top scorers as Westbrook and Harden? Don't think so in that aspect, but they're going to defend like crazy, like you mentioned. And then they just got so many pieces that they can just rotate in. Uh, they kind of need a little big man, too, like just another one. I, I forget who their big man is right now, but um, he's co- coming off the bench. I forget. He's the dreadheaded guy. That, that, um, that's how much I know. I know. <laughs> but when it comes to paying attention to the Clippers. But point exact, like a little, uh, probably another big guy maybe. Is, is Bobon still out there? Uh, he signed. I, I oh, believe he actually signed with the Clippers. If he signed with the Clippers, there you go. I mean, that's per- perfect. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly's probably going to be running point. They got a lot of uh, great young assets. Um, it's just going to be an interesting team, very interesting team. And I can certainly believe that the, the Staples Center is going to be lit every single night when the basketball's there, no matter what. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, when it comes to making a deep run, they got they they got the talented pieces and they got depth. I can totally see this team winning the finals this year. I don't know yeah, about so, the East, but it might be a red, white, and blue when it comes to 76ers versus Clippers, which is now that's what I'm leaning towards. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that Philly made some good moves. I just don't think we have enough enough shooting i just don't think we have the shooting or or the defense but i mean we'll we'll see we'll see what happens yeah when it comes to um duos though are you gonna take Kawhi leonard and paul george over anthony davis and lebron me personally yeah i i, I would personally yeah because i mean they're they're both great defenders lebron doesn't lebron plays defense when he wants and he'll have his off nights and he'll have his on nights AD is great down low. He can shoot the ball and he can play defense, but Kawhi Leonard is all around. And Paul George, like I said, if he had a season that he did last season, if he was in the MV, like he was in the MVP running, I would certainly take him. I would certainly take Kawhi and Paul George over AD and LeBron. 
It's very interesting because Anthony Davis was in the conversation of being best basketball player in the world at one point, like two, two or three years ago. He was he was just that dominant. And then you know LeBron James. Besides this year, he's still one of the best players. I don't know why everyone's overlooking him. Of course, Kawhi Leonard had an awesome thing, and I think Kawhi Leonard is probably one of the best players right now. But you're talking about a healthy Anthony Davis with LeBron James. They can shoot the three, too. Don't forget about that. And then AD's just a monster when it comes to – if you're trying to go inside, he's going to block you. He's going to block you with ease. But I do I do think when it comes to, you know, overall defense, handling the ball, you know, running the offense, can score on a dime, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are, are some pair. And right now you're just seeing across the NBA all these duos and combos that each team has. I think those two L.A. teams have the best combos. It's just a, like what's your taste? Do you like a, like big guys who can shoot and like make mid-range jumpers and be dominant at the basket? Or do you like solid scores that can also defend as well but are a bit like not as big as LeBron and Anthony Davis? So. I mean, it really just comes down to your preference. Both, yeah, both are going to get it done on any point. given night. What? All right, so that'll be our poll of the week on Facebook. What do you guys think is the best duo in Los Angeles area? Do you think it's Anthony Davis or LeBron, or do you think it is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? We'll put up a poll, and last week we put up a poll saying, um, do you think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will win a championship? during their time in Brooklyn, it was split. It was 50-50 right down the middle. Uh, very interesting to see um, you guys interact with us. Again, interact with those polls. Those are always fun to see what other people think and what everyone else thinks as well. All right, we talked about the Russell Westbrook trade, but I want to go on to the OKC part of it because this is kind of interesting. They said that they're trying so hard. Uh, Scott Perry right now is trying like hell to trade Chris Paul to any other team. Um, it's more than like he probably won't put on a Thunder uniform before the season starts. Um, so where do you think OKC goes at this point with you? Like I said, they're in rebuilding mode and they have eight first round draft picks for the next four years. And that's also including or not including the pick swaps that they're going to have, which is going to be 14 total. So what do you think about OKC's moves so far in such a short, it's only been a week and now this team went from playoff contenders to now rebuilding mode. It's kind of the it's kind of the way free agency has been going. I mean, with guys going to these different places, I mean, you're going from the Clippers who got rid of everybody and now they have exactly what they need to win a title. So with OKC, I mean, they're still in good shape if they get Chris Paul because they got Chris Paul, they got Dennis Schroeder, and they still have Steven Adams. And they have all these picks coming up in the draft. I mean, you can – you can still make yourself a playoff contender as long as guys are gelling on the offense and you're playing good defense. Um, if they get Chris Paul, then there's a light of hope for them this season because they're going to have a veteran leader. Yeah, but I don't think Chris Paul is their answer right now. Obvious, well, they're working the phone lines right now to just get rid of them. But when you when you look at it, eight first round picks over four years, you know, is OKC going to be that patient? This OKC fan base has had all stars. You had you had Paul George recently, Russell Westbrook, who's been there the whole time since they moved from Seattle. I think he was the last first round pick from the SuperSonics. 
So you've had um, Victor Oladipo. You've had Kevin Durant. You had James Harden. You know, what's there to do? I feel like I'm missing one more guy. But anyway, my point is, you know, that championship window is done. And you think this fan base has been used to seeing winning, 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 and winning. You think they're just going to, like, be ready for a rebuild mode? It's going to be very interesting. But um, Chris Paul is definitely going to be on the move. I have no doubt about it. It's just a matter of where is he going to go because he has a three-year, $124 million contract. That's a tough pill to swallow for some of these teams who just spent a lot of money. It's probably going to be over towards the east. I don't see any team over the west acquiring him. But certainly it's still pretty hard to um, take down that contract. I mean, if he's going to go to the east, uh, there's plenty of there's plenty of teams that could use him. Or even Minnesota, too, which is a team that no one's been talking about as of late. That, they didn't do anything really in free agency. No. Um, they were really quiet. They didn't move anybody. They didn't really pick up anybody. They need um, a point guard from what I think because they had Derrick Rose as their main point guard this past season. And, yeah, and you know, he no got Anthony Wiggins. Wiggins, and you still got Carl Anthony Towns there, who's been very quiet in Minnesota, too. But that could be the only respite I can think of. But then you look at the East. Detroit's been thrown around, but is he really going to play with Blake Griffin again after, like, the whole Clipper thing? That's just probably not going to match well. The Miami Heat are in a hard cap situation. They can't get any money. So I'm just looking at it going down. Orlando's already got Terrence Ross, maybe Charlotte, but they already signed um, Terry Rozier. To a big contract, it's just it's just hard to see where Chris Paul can fit. There's a there's a place for him. It's just a matter of who wants to pick up that contract, like you said, because that is a lot of money. Maybe a team that didn't really make moves, like the um, like the uh, Timberwolves, but I mean we'll see. But back to OKC, they're a fairly new team, so I, I think their fans can be patient and they should be patient. So with draft picks and stuff like that, they're going to have salary room if they want to pick somebody else up. But Russell Westbrook definitely wanted out after Paul George demanded a trade. So I think we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be fine. There's no need to panic if you're a fan. Uh, uh, yeah, you hit it right on the dot. Yeah, I, I just have no idea where it's going to go. I think another move is going to happen within a week. Within a week. Oh, it, for sure. For sure. Um, when it comes to uh, – we hit about about the Lakers, even though they struck out on Kawhi Leonard, they've made a lot of additions too. They've added uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Jared Dudley. Um, they re-signed Danny Green – or not Danny. They signed Danny Green. They re-signed Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee. Um, they've also added uh, guard um, Avery Bradley. Um, what do you think about what the Lakers have done missing out on Kawhi? I wouldn't – I mean, yeah, they missed on Kawhi, but, I mean, look at the rest of their – I mean, look at the rest of their lineup. I mean, they got Danny Green. They got DeMarcus Cousins. They got Anthony Caldwell Davis, Caldwell. LeBron James, Rajon Rondo they re-signed, uh, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, they got they got shooters, man. I mean, they, 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 there's no lack of talent on that team. Quinn so, Cook. I mean, I wouldn't say they missed out on Kawhi. I mean, they spent all their money on LeBron and Anthony Davis, and they re-signed a lot of good players. 
Yeah, and I think right now this is a good uh, trade-off piece for not getting him. I think this is honestly the best scenario for them to not add another third off uh, superstar to that team because you wouldn't have any talent on the bench. So when you when you just look at it, it looks good. I don't think they're a good defensive team like their problem was last year. You, you just lost your two best defenders in Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. Um, but you, you do got shooters. You're right, you're right on there. And you got a new head coach too with Frank Vogel. What is he gonna do? And what is Jason Kidd gonna do? Trying to pressure himself into that head coaching job. I mean, the Lakers do have defense. They have DeMarcus Cousins. They have Jared Dudley, who is a veteran. And they do have Danny Green and Anthony Davis. So, I mean, their defense obviously won't probably won't be as good as the Rockets or the Clippers or teams like that. But I think they're going to be fine. As far as the coaching, that's a whole other story. I mean, it, it's hard to coach superstars, especially like LeBron. We see how that worked out with Luke Walton. Yeah, and Jason Kidd was a struggling head coach when he coached Milwaukee. Yeah, he couldn't handle those players and tried to teach them on the right. But you got to think Milwaukee was a pretty young team. This is a team that's like on the verge of 30s. I think uh, Kyle Kuzma is the youngest guy on the roster. Yeah, yep. And as well as – Actually, uh, well, they got Kyle Kuzma and Alex Caruso, who is a fairly new guy. Yeah, he, he played he's fairly pretty new. well last season. Um, their second round picks probably not making the team though because this is mostly all that it's all a veteran squad and it's obviously all win now mode. Uh, probably they can range from like the the top all the way down to eight. It's just a matter of how these guys mix and the health part too. You know, um, Anthony Davis hasn't been healthy since I can't even remember. And LeBron is Marcus Cousins. Nah, nah, and then. Yeah, that's another interesting point. What do you think about Anthony Davis rejoining with DeMarcus Cousins? Because when they were in the Pelicans, it, it made it very interesting when everyone thought, no, that can't work. Two big men now in today's NBA. But it was very interesting to see what they were doing um, in New Orleans when they were there. Anthony Davis is a big man, but he can shoot. He can shoot from mid-range and he can shoot from the perimeter. So that's where DeMarcus Cousins and him fit so well. DeMarcus Cousins was a threat down low at all times, and Anthony Davis was a threat from anywhere on the court. And if you mix that with LeBron, your defense is a problem. You have a real problem when all three are on the court. I mean, just Anthony Davis and Boogie were a problem alone, and now LeBron in that mix. I mean, it's like playing the Western Conference All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think they're going to win a ton of games. I think they're right along the 50 mark. I don't see them winning over 50, especially when you factor in so many teams in the West that can easily win a game now uh, against against these guys. And it's going to take some some time to gel because right now, Kyle, if I if I can think right, like Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James and Rajon Rondo are the only returning starters. If you want to include JaVale McGee, go ahead. I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't consider him as a starter from last year, but – it's going to take time to gel with those guys. The first 20 games, you know, is probably going to be that time um, table. But, yeah, it's probably going to be, like, 4C, 5C, all the way up to, like, 2C. I don't see them dropping all the way to 8. I see them in the top 6. But it's just a matter of this team wants to win championships. And when it comes to defensively, when that kind of impacts what your game plan is when it is the playoffs – 
I don't I don't really see that being their strong. That's probably their main weakness right now. Well, their defense definitely is not picking up their offense. They're going to have to shoot the ball well every night. Yeah, they're going to have to shoot at least over 40% in order to have a shot of winning the game. And they should. And they should. With the talent that they have and even the depth on their bench, everybody should be fresh every night. Nobody should have an excuse for being sore or overworked. I mean, they got plenty of shooters, so there should be no reason they're not knocking down shots every night. If LeBron's missing, if LeBron's lacking, AD should pick it up and vice versa. Exactly. It's going to be a very interesting NBA uh, season, but that's not until October, and we just had all of this madness and shakeup all around the league, and yet the NFL's creeping up, and there's one particular player who's trying to hold out. That's Melvin Gordon, who is saying to the Chargers, yo, give me a new contract or trade me, essentially. This is right before training camp starts. Uh, Melvin Gordon is one of their top uh, players on the team. He was responsible for 31 touchdowns last season. Um, so what do you think about him potentially holding out? And could this be another Le'Veon Bell situation? I can't see it being a Le'Veon Bell situation because I don't think Melvin Gordon is the same person. Um, Melvin Gordon's either going to get his money or he's going to go somewhere else because there are teams out there that do need a running back. Um, and I, I, the Chargers would be stupid to let him walk. Uh, he's he's the best player on that team after they got rid of uh, – did they? No, they, they got rid of one of their top receivers. Um, Williams? Was it Terrell Williams? Uh, it was probably Terrell Williams. It probably was. I can't – I think they dealt him away. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Melvin Gordon has had his fair share of injury problems, but he's still a top five running back in the, in the league. You can't I, let a guy like that walk away. I wouldn't say top five. You can make the argument. You can make the argument for well compared to last year. Certainly, when it comes to touchdown ratios and the way he was effective, yeah. But you, you look around the league. I think he's our, like top ten. I wouldn't put him in the top five. You got Le'Veon Bell coming back. You got Saquon Barkley. Those are two studs right there. Um, who's the Who's the other? Um, Okay, you got Le- – I, I can't put Le'Veon Bell in the top five just yet because he's just coming back after a long layoff. Okay. Fair I mean, I, okay, you got Saquon, you got Zeke, you got Alvin you Kamara. Go. Who else? Uh, Todd Gurley. Saquon, Zeke, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara. I, man, look, I just put him that in the top five. That might be my could- top five right there. That might be my top five personally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, if you if you got Le'Veon Bell in there, I got Melvin Gordon in there. Yeah, I just fair. think he's he's like he's like the rest of them. He's an all around player, and he just does really good things for his team. And he, I mean, he takes the pressure off your quarterback. Yeah, and then the Chargers window has to be right now because of Philip Rivers' age. He's getting up to that age forty mark. He's already got nine kids. Probably like got twelve on the way right now. But uh, anyway, is that that San Diego Los Angeles Chargers, whatever you want to call them? They should be in San Diego, but they they got this window right now. And I think if you if you probably just give Melvin Gordon like a one year deal or a two year deal, I think he'd be perfectly fine with it. It's just you know how much do you pay him? Because I don't think um, the Chargers think of him as highly as like one of these top five running backs that are a must have. You, you know, it's just that mindset. And they also have Austin Eckler, who had a great season last year, coming off as like a third down running back or when uh, Melvin Gordon was hurt with that knee issue, 
Um, he could come off of the uh, bench and put up a bunch of production as well. And then, then they had another guy as well in there too that um, uh, was very productive, but I forget what his name was. Um, but Austin Eckler definitely was really good. It's, he's more of like a Darren Spoles kind of guy, you know, screens, um, you know, a running back that can go out on the field and catch a pass and whatnot. He's not more that downhill runner like Melvin Gordon is. But this is kind of perfect timing, too, for Melvin Gordon because we're about three weeks away from training camp actually starting. He gave them a good time window. They got time to negotiate everything now, so that way they can focus on this because there's nothing really going on in the front office besides getting your training camp schedule all squared away. So I, I think it's perfect timing on Melvin Gordon's part. It's just a matter of he's, if he's going to get that deal. What do you think he's actually worth from like when it comes to a one-year deal? We're seeing running backs go for like 10 to $15 million. Where, where do you think he lands? For a one-year deal? For like a one-year deal. Let's just say the Chargers are thinking about signing him for just one year. What what would you think? I'd probably put I'd him, put him at tw- like 10 to 12. Like I want to offer more. He's probably going to yeah. ask for more. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's not a Todd Gurley, but he is a really good running back, and he's effective. So 10 to 12 – He's right in the range I'd put him to. I mean, I wouldn't give him any more, and I really probably I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't risk offering him any less and have him walk away. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't either. So he, I think that's a good you, number for him. Uh, would you Austin, offer him a long term though? Would you offer him long term deal? I would. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean the only thing I can mark off his resume is his injuries. He's yeah. been injury prone almost every season, which has hurt him and the team. But, I mean, Austin Eckler is not – he's not a starting running back. He definitely picks up the slack, but he's not a starting running back. He's not an all-around running back. He, to me, he's more of a pass-catching, out-of-the-backfield kind of guy, whereas Melvin Gordon can do everything. So would, would you have Melvin Gordon or – this is the other guy I was thinking about, too. I want to I see what you're thinking about this. Would you have Melvin Gordon or would you have Christian McCaffrey? I would go Christian McCaffrey. That dude's freaking awesome to watch. And, like, he is very a two-way player. He can run downhill as well. He can. He can. I mean, I, I'd probably rather – look, if Melvin Gordon can stay healthy, I'll take him. Okay, yeah. That, that's the only thing is the health part. And I think that's where the Chargers are kind of looking at it too. It's like yeah. if you can play a full season, we'll get definitely offer you long term. It's just, you know, you haven't been – healthy like for a full 16 game season at least that i can't exactly. recall i i can't remember him playing full 16 games um yeah. no go ahead what were you about to say last point no i was just he hasn't and not that i remember either he's always been hurt for a certain period of time and he's got all that room on that soccer field to run to as well so like perfect perfect fit for him um so we go around to um MLB second half starts uh, today, or it started yesterday with just one game. But um, the American League won the All-Star game for the seventh straight year, which is unbelievable. Um, those are the kind of news out there. The home run derby was pretty cool to watch. Um, Vlad Jr. put up 91 home runs and still lost to the the Mets Alonzo. Um, so that's all the baseball news that I can think of right now. And then um, – Kind of the big story on this past Sunday was the U.S. women's soccer team winning their second straight World Cup title, their fourth overall. And I think that's as, about as half as many w- women's World Cup titles 
I think there's only been eight women's World Cups. I could be wrong. Don't don't hold me down on that. But this team has been very dominant from the beginning since the tournament started. Um, they were the gold differential was twenty six to like nine, which is unbelievable. Even if you take that Korea game or no, it wasn't Korea. Who was that? Taiwan, right? It was Taiwan. Thailand. Thailand. Or Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. yeah. They dominated them. If you take that game out, they're still like averaging a three goal differential when it comes to the field. So it's pretty crazy. Where would you rank them as like one of the most dominant teams? Would would they be like one of the top dynasties? As they're one of the top dynasties right now, but are they one of those teams that you you you're gonna remember for a very long time? <sighs> Me personally, no. No, I, I mean, look, man. I mean, no disrespect to the women or women's soccer, but it's it's a different game. Um, I mean, they even showed signs of struggling against their quarter against the quarterfinal matchup against France or uh, or England. I mean, they played terrible in that game, even in the final, man. I mean, they just they, they they weren't playing as good as they should have been throughout the beginning of like they started off really good and then they kind of like just kind of like were just going with the flow. And I felt like they got lucky a couple times. So dynasty that I'll remember personally, no. I mean, there's rooms, of, there's room for improvement for them in 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 other areas. There there was games where they weren't controlling at all, and they won by penalty kicks or or something of that sort. So yeah, I didn't I didn't agree with like the first penalty when it came to um it was in like the 60th minute in the World Cup final. It was like a ticky tacky kind of fall, and then Rapino obviously just. She's pretty money when it comes to penalty shots, and she's yeah. that she's gotten the gold boot. But you know, they they play tough competition. They played the top three teams in the world: England, uh, France. The Netherlands was up there, even though the Netherlands didn't have their best player. They were one of the top teams. Um, they played Spain, which was a very what top five team, five team. You know, they they had a good performance when it comes. To those, and you're gonna have your ups and downs in soccer. Soccer is kind of unpredictable; it determines on who handles the ball more and what chances you get. But yeah, they're they're one of the top dynasties right now, definitely. Like they've been pure dominant ever since um, the the women's World Cup has come to existence. Um, is this the best soccer team probably in U.S. history? Yeah, it probably is. It's but it's better than the one in 2014. Definitely. But um, when it comes to all time, I kind of have to agree with you there. I would say no. I probably wouldn't remember them. But they have put on a tremendous run when it comes to the second straight World Cup and four um, World Cup titles in 20 years ever since 99. They've been pretty ridiculous. It's going to be a different team when they play again in 2022. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, they have been dominant. They've shown their signs of dominance, and they are one of the best. Um, but long term, I, I can't say I will. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think there was another soccer tournament going on with the men. I guess it was the younger guys. The Gold Cup or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up losing to Mexico in the finals. I just, just me personally, mentally, it's like when you watch sports and you're watching the World Cup, you always kind of like expect the USA to win because they should be the most dominant team because you have players from around the world actually playing for you. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, and then um, I think this is Megan Rapinoe's Alex Morgan's last uh, World Cup, but they have been purely dominant 
and you know they're they're up there being memorable. They're of course one of the best the best team this year when it comes to championship teams. I think they're certainly like the most dominant championship team when you look across the board when it comes to NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB. I, I think they were the best team, no doubt. And I, that was on the SBs too, and they won the best team. So I think they got it right. I just don't think like 15 years down the road we're going to be like, yeah, that women's soccer team, oh, my goodness gracious. You remember them? Nah, I don't think we're going to do that. But we're definitely going to be like, if you bring it up, be like, yeah, that team was dominant. They kicked ass. And, and uh, kudos to the women's teams around the world too because they were tough competition. And, you know, the U.S. could have lost any minute they really yeah. could have i mean it was the whole tournament was unpredictable i mean each game usa went into you didn't know if they were going to come out with a win yeah it was like uh watching alabama play college football that's the best comparison i can have where it was just like yeah they're beatable it's just is a team or a player on the other team going to step up and execute that um open opportunity and it kind of just didn't happen I mean, like I said, USA got lucky a couple times. They definitely got lucky a few times, especially in their quarterfinal game against England. Yeah, they did. So, um, well, guys, that is all the time we have for today. NFL is right around the corner, and I'm so freaked. I'm in football mode right now. I am in such football mode. Oh, yeah, and um, NFL. I can't wait. I can't wait for my Saturdays and Sundays. The first college football game is going to be a classic. It's Miami versus Florida, and that's uh, August 24th. So, And that's the only college football game. And it's I think college football is entering 150 years, and the NFL is entering 100 years. So I, I just really can't wait. We're going to have a lot of content for that. So that's all the oh, yeah. topics we have for today. You know, NBA stuff is Going out the wazoo, NHL's been kind of slow. That all the top free agents have signed in those sports. MLB's just kicking up again. So we thank you for joining the podcast today. Make sure you like us and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We are available on Spotify. We're available on Anchor. We're available on SoundCloud. So go listen to those. Leave us a comment. Be interactive with us on you vote on that poll who's the better duo ad and lebron or Kawhi and paul george make sure you go give us a comment and also give us a comment on our podcast tell us how we're doing do you like it do you hate it do you want more nascar do you want more boxing what do you want you know let us know so thank you for this we'll keep you up to date on every single headline on facebook and twitter and you can interact in the comment section like i said so again thank you for listening Brandon, any last thoughts? No NASCAR news, though. No NASCAR news. Um, <laughs> as far as I heard, Anthony just caught an 80-pound bass fish in the pond in his backyard. So we'll keep you up to date on that. We'll have a no, Facebook Live. We'll do a pool. Facebook Live he, he for you next pool. week. Yeah, in his pool. Um, but, yeah, guys, uh, if you like us, let us know. If you hate us, let us know. We love criticism. We're, this is new to us, so we're learning – you guys let us know what you want to hear, and if you like us, all we ask is that you share it, tell your friends, tell whoever, give us a little repost, something. But other like than that. Like my good friend Jake said, push the pod. Push the pod. Yeah, push it. Keep pushing it, guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, next week should be a fun episode. We're going to debate about um, the best topics or the best moments from this past year. So that will be a fun debate to have. 
Um, I'm interested to see what Ant's opinion is too. So I'm with Splain. Yeah. Find me on uh, Twitter at Splain and on Instagram at What's the Touchdown. Um, go follow those accounts if you like. I'm very, you know, you don't want to follow me. Actually, don't don't do that. I I take that back. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We hope you join us next time on Bench Bros. We out. Peace.